0: Welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode two eight zero. I'm your host, Blaine Putney, and I'm joined now by my co-hosts Matt Smith, good evening, and Treg the Poser Wilson. Hello, my Poser. We know that you've got a show coming, so
1: 29th of October in Moncton.
0: I, I'd go to support you, but it's in Moncton, and I, I, no one likes Moncton.
1: I don't even want to go. Because it's in Moncton, New Brunswick, worst province in worst yeah. province in the country.
2: You guys are so kind. You're so kind to
0: me. Well, I'm not
2: telling you all the good places to go eat. Because <laughs> after your competition, you're going to be like, you know, fuck protein shakes for a couple of days, and you're going to want to eat. <laughs>
1: I get a big carb meal right before. Okay. You know where's a good
0: place to eat in Moncton? Amherst. Go to Amherst. Hey, Amherst.
1: <laughs> I'm eating before I cross the border. Yeah. <laughs> and the four people exactly. that listen to us in Moncton are now not going to listen to us. That's
2: right. My, my mom is probably going to invite you over for dinner, but not anymore.
1: <laughs> I don't want to be poisoned. I'm okay.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, it's not like it's Miramichi where they eat squirrel pie. It's yeah.
1: true. No, we just
0: lost Miramichi.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that one guy. Yeah. That, that one Acadian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tabberfuck.
0: <laughs> oh man. All right. So uh we'll just get down to it. Uh this episode we'll talk a little bit about some comments that were made by Kent Hughes. Uh Michelle Terrian made some comments that uh mm. woohoo. Wow. Shots were fired, and we'll talk a little bit about the Toronto and Winnipeg preseason games. So, to start it off, we'll go with the comments that Hughes made about Carey Price. So, essentially, it, what it comes down to is, in an interview with uh, RDS, Ken Hughes stated that had Carey Price not been out injured last year, and missing all of this year as well, they would have had a different approach. Basically, the rebuild probably would not have happened. What do you think, Treg?
1: I think it kind of makes sense. The problem with Carey Price is he's good enough to get you an extra 20, 30 points uh, in the standings. Uh, It doesn't really put you in the playoffs, but it kind of gets you farther away from where you need to be to rebuild. It gets you closer to the playoffs than it does to get you to rebuilding. So when you have Carey Price in your lineup, you almost kind of have to try to vie for the playoffs. Um, I think that's kind of what handcuffed Bergevin. Uh, although I think Bergevin kind of did it the whole wrong way because he just brought in spare parts instead of going out and getting those big fishes. Um, what are you talking about? Dwight King was amazing. Wow. He wasn't, he was no Steve Ott, but um yeah so i it it does make sense um that he would say that so so i i guess the question asked now is if price comes back next year are they stopping the rebuild after this season um you know so if (laughs) well
0: i think it basically state it's it's a way of saying that he's done Maybe, maybe. Without saying it.
1: Maybe. I'm not going to say he's done until they officially come out and say he's done, but.
0: Which will happen after his contract's up. Mm.
1: I don't know. We'll see.
0: Matt? I think we'd be looking at a little bit more of a retool
2: than a rebuild, uh, but a little bit closer on the rebuild side of it. Um, and I agree with Treg. Like You, you throw a Carey Price in Ned, who's a franchise goalie. You put a guy in like that, then all of a sudden your your point totals are going to go up just based on the fact that he's going to win you those games. And mm-hmm. um, he can keep you in those games, even though that maybe your offense isn't going to be there every night. Um it's a shame, it really is uh we'll see what ends up happening and I'd, I'd I'd of course welcome him back with open arms um but as you said it's 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 kind of looking more the, the that, that that kind of future is looking a little bit more dim uh each time we hear someone talk about him
0: yeah, I mean for him to come back and play this season uh he needed he needed to have another surgery, and the fact that he's not choosing to do that surgery kind of puts puts a pin in the whole career really yeah and it's a sad it's sad that it it ends like this because he's been a cornerstone franchise player since he was drafted
1: yeah i agree
0: so that's that um now michel tarrant he went on a podcast based out of Quebec called la poche bleue uh for our listeners who are avid Habs fans you might know this uh, podcast it's very popular in Quebec Um, and Tarion basically fired (laughs) he fired some missiles towards Bergevin and uh, the former management team essentially saying that he had nothing to develop when he was in Montreal he wasn't given any weapons that he was on his own So, I mean, can't really argue that. Then again, you're an NHL coach. Your job is not to develop prospects.
1: I have to go look and see what prospects were under uh, Terry and uh,
0: Jakub Dela Rose, Charles Hudon. Um, don't get me wrong; he's not 100 percent wrong either. Like the drafting that they did, we can we can say that. They drafted well, but they sure as hell did not develop well. So whether they they missed in the draft or they scored high in the draft and missed in development, it's neither here nor there. There is just not much in the form of relief coming up through the ranks. And while Tarion shooting his own foot for any future jobs aside, uh, I don't think he's all that wrong either.
1: When was he coach, Terrien? Which time? Oh, under Bergman, <laughs> what, 10, 11, 12, 13, something like that?
0: Yeah, 14. up until he got fu- uh, fired with and He was in first place in 2014, I think.
1: All right. So, yeah, no, he had nobody. Arturi Lachanen. On Valentine's Day. Yeah. Terri yep. Michael McCarran, Jacob De La Rose, Gelchenyuk. Well, he had 30 goals scored, Gelchenyuk. There you go. Charlie Houdon. Nathan Bulio. Tenorti, Yeah, yeah, nobody. Brendan Gallagher.
0: Now Nikita he's Shermak. a coach that yeah. But he's a coach that loved big, physical, heavy guys. And he had, you mentioned, you mentioned a couple names, McCarran and Tenorti. Yeah. So if you like big, heavy, physical guys, there's two of them. Why couldn't you work with that? What's wrong with your coaching methods that you could not get the best out of two guys that would fit your system perfectly i mean he can crap on management all he wants but he was part of that problem you got to
1: think too in those years like sherbeck was picked twenty sixth, mccaro was picked 25th uh galchenyuk third overall bulio 17th tenority 22 so it's not like montreal was picking like in the top 10 or 15 in most of those i mean years. with
0: uh with Bourdieu, I mean, he, he had all the tools. He just didn't have a toolbox.
1: Yeah, right. Gilcheny, had, he, was, he, he yeah. had all the skill. He just had two people talking to him at the same time, his father and, and whoever was yeah. coaching.
0: Tyrion, um, yeah. He, he was listening to the wrong one.
1: But let's go back to a little story we heard from Terry Ryan. Maybe
0: there's a reason he was listening to the other
1: person. <laughs>
0: nothing like a coach standing in his underwear smoking a cigarette staring at you and uh not telling not you a word. shit yeah
1: but yeah you know what i mean like terry is the, is an old school type coach and and you're not wrong blaine he he he's not wrong like you I, i'm no. looking at the draft people they drafted and even the people they drafted before that like under uh uh he? Danny Uh i mean you got LeBlanc, christo you know, well, Subban patch already, but they were already on the team at the time. You know what I mean? So they had no, he had no one coming in. Just like when Bergevin took over, he had no prospect pool and he had uh Sylvain lefave doing a terrible job in Hamilton, trying to coach them. Um, so he's not wrong, but then again, you're the head coach. Find what's wrong find out why these guys aren't working and change it make it work
0: well and that's that's why i brought up the fact that he had a system and he played a certain way and he couldn't get the guys that fit that system to fit the system yeah. they couldn't he couldn't develop them he's not wrong in what he was saying but he's also uh, he but he is also wrong because he left himself out of that He was part of that problem. I agree. But now, now at least they have a, they actually have a a plan. We can see it unfolding in front of us. The only thing about that plan is that it takes patience and I, it's not exactly a virtue in Montreal.
1: I was actually, I was actually just reading Facebook comments because I do that to get a chuckle. (laughs) <laughs> and people are already saying after the third preseason game and mind you, I'm going to bring up, and I mentioned this on Twitter tonight, Montreal's doing the preseason a bit different this year. If you haven't noticed the first three games have all been rookie or non NHL loaded. There's only been a handful of NHL players in each game. Whereas before it was kind of a mix of both. Um, and I like that they're evaluating what young guys they have. I mean, there's going to be cuts, I believe tomorrow, um yes. friday this is thursday the 29th friday the 30th they They'll, i think there'll be cuts um they're evaluating their young guys they're seeing who fit and who fits in where who should stay a little longer who should and they're letting the veterans come in more and more mind you there's injuries there, there's a ton of injuries to anderson and druin and suzuki and whatever but here, here nor there um and i uh, I just don't understand, like, people are out there saying, oh, this team's going to be terrible. You're watching three games where 80% of the players are not going to be on the team, probably closer to 90%. Like, they're not out there to get Ws in the yeah. in the preseason. Yes, yeah, you want to win, but...
2: You also so, have to look at the uh, situations that they're putting these people in as well. Like, we're not seeing, like, for, for tonight's game, uh, for instance, like, we're not going to get into it yet, but one of the things that I noticed is... They had Gooley out there who scored the opening goal. He was out there for the power play, and then on mm. the next one, Jacki was out there, and then Trudeau was out there, and then you had Norlander out there. Like it was, it wasn't just well, Weidman's playing; he's our power play guy. We're gonna put Weidman out there, and I and I like that. And 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 it, and it was they were they were testing these guys in in different aspects of maybe that they wouldn't regular they the, they wouldn't play at a regular basis. You wouldn't see Norlander out there killing penalties, and he was out there killing penalties today. Mm. Etc. Right. So I, I like it as well. And I agree that, uh, you know, people need to kind of calm down a little bit when it comes to uh, evaluating the players and the situations that they're in right now, based but, on based on it being the preseason,
1: but they're evaluating it based on wins and losses. They're not evaluated based on how that person's playing. That's right. And that's the issue. In preseason, it's not based on wins or losses. Yeah.
2: And, but, and we'll and we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll and we'll definitely get into that. There's some there's some there's been some definite standouts and there's been some people that you can say it's you know your time to go back to the queue or go back yeah. to the WHL
3: or whatever else, right? So
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh basically chill out, as Carey Price once said. Because <laughs> you're right. It, it's not about Team performance it's about individual performance and if you're a veteran, it's am I improving from one day to the next am I getting to game shape and that's the whole point of training camp for them and speaking of preseason losses uh, we'll we'll kick it off we're going to talk about the Toronto preseason game first so the Habs flew to Toronto played the Leafs. Uh, Got beat three nothing by the dreaded offensive juggernaut that is uh, the Toronto Marlies. I guess they had they had <laughs> more
2: they had more NHL players in their lineup though.
0: They did. I, I'm, I mean, not,
2: I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna say that's the reason that they won or anything. But they no, did no. have like Nylander was playing, Malcolm was playing, Yankarok uh, was playing. They had most of their defense were NHL. Were and it have played in the NHL, et cetera, and they had an NHL starter.
0: Well, they had their top pairing playing. They had their NHL starter playing. They right. had a bottom pairing playing and some depth guys. So yeah, no, it, yeah.
2: It's they true. they still had more experience than what Montreal threw out the threw out on
0: the ice. But I I just found it courageous that they were able to fight through the fact that their captain was out <laughs> with a minor in, injury for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I, I don't know how any team can suffer that kind of loss and still show up to play.
2: Oh, I don't know. I'm and just like they they the way that they're talking about that right now like you know what I, I I feel for the guy. He's yes, he's injured at the start of the year. Um he's their captain. Yes, they're going to talk about it cuz it's the, it's it's Toronto all the time on that network.
0: Hey, did you know that Suzuki's out injured? He's the captain of the Canadian? Yeah,
2: exactly. Um but that's what I liked about watching the game tonight is yeah, they actually talked about two teams not just the one.
0: Nice. Um
2: but well, when I when I look at them talking about the injury to Tavares, it's it's like it's like he's their only star, he's their only player, he's their only this, and it's just like you've got other players on your team, like you're gonna be okay. If, you're gonna be okay.
0: I wonder if the governor general is going to give him the sacrifice medal when he gets back. <laughs> yeah.
1: What was worse is they had injuries during the game. Yes. and they should have been able to replace them with people who weren't playing, <laughs> so guys don't get tired or 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 hurt. Yeah,
0: I mean, I
1: was shocked. Well, that honest, Mike Johnson brought that up. Actually, I was shocked that he brought because he's usually pretty straight, and narrow, and yeah. down. But, the,
2: but then it was every panel, every every time somebody touched the puck, we had to know. Oh, you know, Jordy Ben's not playing on defense, and this guy's out there now play play uh, as a forward, playing out there, and oh, he's playing pretty good, and. Like, well they we gotta set up to the
0: excuses that. just in case.
2: Well, exactly. But we just we didn't need to see that and didn't need to hear it every time someone touched the puck. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, if they want to do that, by all means. Uh, bring in fucking your spare defenseman who didn't dress. As long as Montreal can go up into the stands and pick out Cornouer, Dryden, and Savard to suit up because they probably would have put a better effort in than some of the guys that skated for the Canadians the other night. And they were all there for the 50th anniversary of the Summit Series. So they were in the building.
0: You know, honestly, the idea that Johnson put out there, I'm not against. Bring up, you know, keep a spare forward defenseman goalie ready to go in case of an injury in the preseason only, sure. Because the whole point is development and seeing what you have.
2: We, we Would we have heard this if it wasn't Toronto, America?
0: That's no. what I was just going
2: to say.
1: Exactly. Why are they bringing it up now? Why are they bringing it up? Because two Toronto guys went down in that one game. All of a sudden, they bring it up. Why didn't they bring it up three years ago when people were going you know, getting injured in right. preseason games or Toronto, that, yeah, Yeah, that, that's that's my point. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't. That doesn't bother me. That does not bother me in the least.
2: Or not even have. Take it one step further. If you want to look at a preseason game, instead of saying, "Oh, this guy got injured. Oh, you're in now. You're going in cold." Extend. Why don't you just extend the extend the roster? Have seven defensemen and thirteen forwards or something. So, do, yeah, so, do, something right? do, so, do something like that. Have a
1: twenty five man roster for the uh, for preseason games.
2: I'd be okay with I'd be okay with the extended roster. I, I think it would work.
1: They might not have much room on the bench, but I think it would.
2: But like, it but but, but yeah, if I if we did thirteen thirteen seven and two goalies, I, I'd be fine with that. All right? Sure. For a preseason but, only. None of this. But we only heard
0: before. about it because it's Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, the game itself. Um, Montembeau started the game, and we saw. Straight typical Montambo. He gives up a banana and then he turns into a fucking goalie god. Like you don't know what you're going to get from one shift to the next. Yeah. Like that goalie gave up to Robertson. It, it's great that, uh, you know, <clears throat> Caulfield from Wish got a goal, but uh, <laughs> it had a lot more to do with Montambo yeah, than wish it just. Did the-
2: Wish just t- it's not just a bunch of dildos. It's uh, you can also apparently get a an NHL winger on there too.
1: <laughs> when, Nick yeah, Robertson's going to be a better NHL player. That he's going to score more goals than Cole Caulfield. Right on Twitter. Can't, yeah. You
0: can't deny yeah. it. <laughs> if he and ever makes it to many, the many NHL, if he ever makes <laughs> it to the NHL. But yeah. the goal that he scored, it, he, the play that developed, he was in the right spot. They they stretched the play. They stretched the zone. Uh, Toronto, Montreal's defense could not uh, defend against the quick return. Like they had, the, they had the transition game going, and Robertson's shot shouldn't have gone in, but it did. But to get to the to get there was a good play.
1: I'm the biggest Montebow critic. I, I don't think Montebow's an NHL goalie. Um, however, I think in the Toronto game. I didn't think he played bad. He let that one week goal in and he played well afterwards. He he's getting that was better. His first
0: shot. Yeah, yeah. He's,
1: he's getting better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he'll be the backup. Although St. Louis has said he's not sure, but I think he's just saying that. Um, yeah. Um, I think he'll be the back and I think he'll do. All right. I think allen has been superb so far in this preseason. Yes. Uh, even though he's from New Brunswick. Um <laughs> he's only let in the one goal um and then like we'll get into it later I don't think Primo's played all that bad in this preseason I don't think the goalies have played bad Poulin didn't look all that great in in Toronto but Toronto also had like 12 power plays so what do you do
0: in a row but uh you know for me I I I like Allen. I like him as the starter this year uh Montembeau I'm comfortable with him as the backup because we're not looking at trying to win games. They're just looking at trying to keep the games close.
1: Montepo's either going to Montempo... do that or he's not. He's either going to yeah. let in eight goals or he's going to let in two weak ones and that'll be it. of the other. go.
0: <laughs> and if if one of them goes down, I'm comfortable with Poulet being called up, but he has to get signed to an NHL deal before he can. Bottom line is, I want to keep Primo down in Laval so he can get Every start possible. Yeah, I would
1: I just, love that too. I don't see it happening, but I would love that too.
0: Yeah.
2: So, uh, with the Leaf game, uh, yeah. Slavkovsky got a lot of is still getting criticized.
0: Uh, I don't know why. I mean, he he looked okay at the start of the game, and he got stronger as the game went on. I, I agree.
1: He, he he looked better than the New Jersey game. And I don't think What's... he looked terrible in the New Jersey game. No, he didn't. I think he, he no. looked nervous and he looked uh, hesitant. Um, I think they're saying he needs to shoot more. He had four shots. I think he just needs to shoot more when he has better opportunities to shoot.
2: Yeah. Um, I still think he's, he's he's thinking a little bit too much playmaker sometimes.
1: I think he he's is, a bit yeah. too big. I think he needs to lose 10 pounds, to be honest yeah. with you.
2: Or like, I would be, be against him. Like Blaine be
1: said that. on Twitter, he either has to do that or he has to strengthen his legs and move a little faster to carry the body.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I mean on the shooting part, I agree. On that power play in that in the third period, he made a he took a shot that he he laid onto the net hoping to get it through a bunch of traffic for a rebound instead of taking the open lane that he was given. Step into a shot and just rip one, trying to score through the with the shot instead of just trying to create havoc.
1: We got to remember Slogovsky a playmaker, not a goal scorer. Um, everyone tabs him as a goal scorer because of the Olympics, but uh, if you read over any of his scouting reports or talk about any where he's in the league, every even his coaches and that say he's more yeah. of a playmaker. Than he's he's team.
2: even said it himself.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, but he has to shoot more. He has to. So, Because that way, if he's shooting, they have to respect the fact that he might shoot. Correct. To, and that'll yeah. open up his playmaking.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm not against Lovogoski playing in Laval. I'm not against oh. him not making the team this year. I'm not against him making the team this year. I just want them to put him where they think he's going to be the most successful and develop properly. Wherever that he may needs be. To be.
0: Yeah, I'm he, okay he needs it. to be placed with people that could help him on the ice. Like this game, this game against Toronto, he had Rem Pitlick as a center. Yeah, uh, Pitlick's fine and all, but he's not—he's not a top line center.
2: No, you went four and fourteen in the faceoffs, yeah. you know. So, so like, not just yes, Matt. yeah, but like not just that, but like when I would have, they—they—they they didn't have a, a lot of uh, play, uh, NHL players playing in that game, but I would have put uh, maybe Jake Evans there. Yeah, I thought yeah, he I would. Agree. Right, I w- maybe maybe it would have been a better option. But like as as we we alluded to at the at the start of the show, it's still the preseason, and the way that they're doing this early on, at least with the amount of injuries that they have, they're giving these young guys all the opportunities. Guys like mesher guys like Back, et cetera, giving them all these opportunities to play and play big minutes. I um you know, uh, quality minutes, let's call that, against NHL players to see what they actually can do. And and I'm not against it whatsoever, but in terms of when we're talking about Slavkovsky, I'd like to see them put him another game in with Doc or put him a game um, where he's going to be playing with um, Dvorak or something like that. I'd like to see what he's got. Um, and, I, and I thought that the game... The game that he played uh, with doc he, he started slow as uh, Trey alluded to, but he got a lot better as the game went on yeah right. have a yeah, have yeah. a have an, have an NHL line there for him, and I think he's going to flourish
1: the, the problem is is people are expecting Slovkowski to have six points a game that's right uh, and just tear the league up and come out he I'll put it to you this way he does not look out of place
2: no, he doesn't no. he looks like no. he
1: looks like a rookie on an NHL team is right. what he looks like right he's making mistakes but he's also the type of guy who wants to learn from the mistakes he makes right if you notice when he makes mistakes he's over on the bench talking with one of the coaches and then he tries not to make that same mistake a second time yeah. and that's all you can ask for
2: Like he's playing better right now than some of these career ahlers that are trying to make the team or trying to make the jump or guys that are likely going to go back to Laval. he's playing better than them and he's been more noticeable for the right reasons he's been he's he's looked better than some nhl players have so far
0: and i have to agree with that uh you look at uh, the the offense isn't quite there yet but he's not exactly playing with top offensive players no but defensively you look at his positioning if the puck is dropped or lost he's above the puck he's on the defensive side of the puck he's able to angle uh the play off to the boards just by being there the sheer fact that he is so freaking huge Players try to avoid him so they don't run into him. So just by him angling to the boards, it forces the play along the boards, makes it easier to defend. He's in the right position in the defensive zone. That right there tells me that he's, he's capable of playing in the NHL, and he's probably going to get that chance to start the season because of that aspect of his game. Right, Like uh, St. Louis also- said, he, he, he doesn't care about your floor. He wants to see your ceiling. So we haven't seen that yet from him.
1: No. He's also he also played the wrong wing against the the Leafs. So.
0: He did, yeah. But a lot of players were playing their offside. I mean, he he uh, Saint Louis had a right-handed defenseman playing the left and a left-handed defenseman playing the right. I think what this is basically what he's doing is he's trying to see if these players can handle those spots.
1: Oh, I understand. I'm, That's I'm just throwing yeah. it out there that he was playing as off wing, so oh, that could yeah. have been another reason why his game wasn't as where everyone feels it should be. I think he's right where he's supposed to be, to be honest with you. It's right where he's supposed to be. And
0: I believe that this coming week, when they're playing Ottawa in New Brunswick...
1: No one's watching that game.
0: No. Which will make it easier on him. And I think we're going to see a more NHL version lineup in those games against the Senators. Which... At that point, we're going to start to see what Slavkowski is capable of doing. We should start to see it anyway. Yeah, they I mean, like if fight. if there's even power because it's New Brunswick, like do they have like hamsters on a wheel, or do
1: they have a rink they can play in?
0: Oh, that's a good point.
1: Or is it an outdoor? Or do know. they just are they just freezing a pond there?
0: I think the Irvings cut down a bunch of the trees and uh, laid it out so they can they can do something there
2: you're probably not wrong to be honest
0: because <laughs> they own the, Irving. Province. That's Irving true. Owns
2: the province that's true Let's
0: be honest here. <laughs> um but back to the toronto game one player that really stood out for me in that game is another young player and that was philip meshar i thought he played an excellent game they had him at center he he wasn't lighting up the lamp but uh winning the face-offs but Whenever he had the puck or whenever he, uh, whenever he was near it, things happened. He made that one amazing play where he won the board battle, toe-drag, cut to the center, and took a great shot that Matt Murray made the save on. But it was maybe the most dangerous scoring opportunity the entire night for the Canadians.
2: Did Besser play center
1: that game? Oh, no, he
0: played the wing. Yeah, I thought he Beck played, played center wing. and he played
2: on the played center.
0: Yeah, but he was playing center in that in that period. Oh, okay. he has no he has no face offs.
2: Okay. Yeah, I was, I was wondering. I was wondering. Oh, like, I was looking at the stat.
0: Yeah. he was hundred yeah, percent. Maybe you are maybe you're thinking
2: New Jersey, maybe.
0: No, yeah, no. Well he wasn't playing at center. He was in the center's position. On okay. those plays, oh, my. Uh, gotcha. so he's undefeated in the face-off circles. So
2: <laughs> I I do agree that he looked good though, and he and he's oh. he's, show, he's showing he's showing a lot of flash for uh, for uh, for a young kid. Like he's 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 out there. He's playing with confidence, and it's just a matter of time where one of those shots is going to hit the back of the net.
1: You can see why he was drafted in the first round. Him him yeah. and Owen Beck are stealing this are stealing the uh, spotlight for the young guys yeah. forwards anyway in yeah. this preseason so far. Uh, by the way, Owen. Neither Beck is 54% one's going to make the team. The face-off. <laughs> yeah, and neither one's uh, going to make the team. Not unless injuries pile up, and they feel they have to. Owen Beck won't. Owen Beck's going back to the no. OHL, so yeah, which is a shame because Owen Beck's probably the best face-off guy they have on the team. Yeah,
2: yeah. Other than Dvorak, yeah.
1: yeah. No, so. better than Dvorak, I think. Well,
2: no, Dvorak's Dvorak. good. Dvorak's good. Monahan's Dvorak. good. Monahan's good, Monahan's <laughs> good as well. One Dvorak, end, one was,
1: Dvorak was 60% tonight in the faceoff, but the rest of his game's trash.
2: Anyway,
0: we'll get to tonight's <laughs> game. But... Um <laughs> and with Meshar, I, I think the question is does he go to Kitchener? Does he go to Laval? That is that's what where they're humming and hawing now. And based on his play, I don't think I'd he'd say. be out of place at the pro level. He could either dominate in Kitchener,
1: or he could fifty-fifty in Laval,
0: and that's but, where the development plan has to come into place. Do you want a kid dominating before they move up, or do you want to challenge them with professional competition now? But that's I, what you got to ask. I'd oh, kind of like ahead. to.
2: Yeah. Sorry, I'd like to see him kind of go and kick some ass in the OHL. To be honest, kind of like yeah. what kind of like what Suzuki did. As he went there and absolutely tore it up and then was just on fire in the playoffs, then he jumped into the NHL, and all of a sudden the eyes were on that guy.
1: But if Messer, if, if he's not uh, learning anything in the OHL, he's not developing. You know what I mean? That's true. Like but even, him, he's but,
2: not, but, it, but even it, him playing on any, uh, on smaller ice and everything might be better for – maybe good for sure. his development.
1: Right? I'm, I'm not against either decision. What I'm saying is I don't want him to go to OHL and just dominate and whatever but not actually improve on anything. Right. You're just spinning your tires because you're – if you're here and everybody else is here, you're going to dominate. Great. Yeah. Without I really yeah. improving. I yeah. If if they feel him and Laval is going to improve his game and develop them better – I'm not a, I don't make these decisions. If I did, I wouldn't be here doing a podcast. I'd be a guest on one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that's the way I look at it. Although I've always have said dominate the lower league first before you move up to the next league. So I'm not against him going to either one. I just want him in the best place possible for him to get better.
0: Right. I think that um, if he were to go back to the OHL and dominate there, the, uh, the the upside would be yeah he could put up a ton of points but he would be able to work uh, build his confidence up and get used to North American ice and style of play while still being able to bulk himself up like he he needs to add some more size so he can he can build confidence and add size without any real detriment to his game whereas at the pro level he may not be able to do either one as well so that's that's, but he would be able to develop other aspects of his games, like you mentioned.
1: Yeah. It, and that's where the that's where the, the Nicholson's and the, uh, and the, uh, uh, other guys in the development department, Rob Ramage and all them guys make why they make the big bucks. They make these decisions on where they think he should go and where he's going to learn best. I personally think he's going to go to the OHL, but I'm, I'm I think okay so too. Either
2: way, I think so too.
0: Now speaking of guys going back to junior and making decisions, as we record, it is 11:30 Atlantic time uh, on the 29th of September, uh, and the Canadians just cut John, uh, Joshua Roy and Riley Kidney. They're being sent back to the queue. So, which is the right? Which is
2: which is the right? Yeah. That's the right call.
0: Like you can I see think, the skill on them, but they weren't ready.
2: No, they're they're think, both going to go back and likely put up you know, 90 to 100-point seasons again.
1: I see Riley Kidney dropping in the depth charge, not because of his play, but because of Massar and Beck just being better. Yeah. i agree. Yeah. I mean, you I'd have agree. Suzuki, you have Dvorak, you have Evans, you have Massar, you have Beck, and you could take out Evans or Dvorak, but you still have Kidney... Drop him behind just because mustard just and, and not and it's nothing against kidneys play it's nothing against kidney being worse playing worse it's just that these guys are are playing better
0: and i I honestly think that's a good that's that's a good problem to have it, it, it is creates more competition, but at the same time uh, if the Canadians need to make a deal
1: he's the guy they've got know.
0: the weapon yeah yeah yeah
1: it, it it's good for the team, not necessarily good for the player.
0: Well, it adds a little competition to him, and a lot can change within between now and next training camp. Mm-hmm. So he may not be at, you know, might be at five or six on the depth chart now, but maybe by next year he'll be three.
1: Right, unless they get Bedard, then he'll be seven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if they keep playing the way they did that Toronto game, they will definitely be getting a shot at Bedard. I but think the they game against p- Winnipeg, ah. they did much better in the game against Winnipeg. Uh, so Matt, why don't you get us started on that one?
2: I thought it was a it was a there was a hell of a lot more compete. Let's just say that, and and part of that's going to be the reason that they had a little bit more of an NHL roster, um, and they had some actual NHL lines and the guys that came out that were actually NHL players came out and they they played considerably well um I'll give a shout out to Cole Caulfield, thought he looked great. Um, oh,
0: yeah.
2: shoot shooting the puck from everywhere, um playing with a lot of energy. Gallagher was being Gallagher, going hard to the net, mm-hmm. scored that one goal. Um <laughs> classic Gallagher goal. Um I thought that uh that Doc showed a lot of flash. I thought that he was looking pretty good and he's 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 learning to use that uh that body of his and the and the size. To his advantage, especially his reach. Um, and then when I looked at some of the rookies overall, I thought Ghuli really stood out uh, on on defense. Um, as did um, um, Jack Eye. And, yeah. and 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 then there was a couple guys that I thought that that surprised me, and in, in uh, like a guy like William Trudeau. He doesn't get talked about a lot because of the depth that the Canadians are starting to get on their decor, um, prospect wise, but, um, he didn't look out of place whatsoever. I thought he looked pretty, pretty solid.
0: And it makes no sense to me that all I keep seeing on Twitter is Trudeau must go and he's yeah. playing so well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weird.
2: Yeah. But you know what? Like right now, I, I know Trag, you are a huge, huge Jack. fan as am I. Um, depending on injuries and everything and, and the way they want to develop these guys, it, I, I can see it really being a race um, of who or possibly both uh Ghouli or Jack. I could make this team.
1: I think Ghouli and Jack. I are ahead of Harris on making this team right now, as we speak on the left side, on the left side.
2: Yeah. On um, the left side. Yeah.
1: Personally, I don't think Barron's having a very good preseason. Um, no, nope, I don't think so either. So one of those all three could make it and one of them play on the right side. Um uh but to go to last tonight's game, uh I really thought uh Caden Gooley in this game proved that he's probably making the team. He's probably you can probably pencil him in for opening night. Yep. Um yeah. he he did everything right. Yeah, very just, few mistakes.
2: I'll just do a quick uh, stat line for him. Yeah. Uh, he had a goal, took a penalty, which I didn't really agree with. Uh, four shots, seven hits, played sixteen thirty.
1: Yeah, and
2: uh, skated like I'll, the fu- skated like the wind.
1: I'll do gooly Two shots, five hits, two blocks. Nineteen nineteen. He was a minus two, but uh, one was on Dadanovs. The, the The veterans in tonight's game, I thought, were terrible. Uh, I thought Dadanov was t- just terrible. Um, Dadanov scored pre- a
0: goal right at yeah. the end of the game.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. He he had an assist on one, too. So yeah. uh, I, I didn't think Dvorak had a great game. I wasn't impressed with Gallagher, but Gallagher was doing Gallagher things. So I, I give him a free pass. I just felt if you're a veteran, I get it. You're not really, maybe not trying as hard as the rookies are, because you know you already made the team. But you know, I still think you should, you know, the, I the thought,
2: compete I, the compete level should be there. And I do agree right. with Dadnov. Right. I thought that he was one of the worst players on the ice. Um, he had that one play where he kind of did a little dipsy doodle with the puck, and that was really it. Yeah. Other than that, he was it was all for the wrong reasons. And you know, the guy might not want to be in Montreal, but you know what? You're collecting five million bucks. You're you're there. I, it, I, least, I see at it, least I, till I,
1: February.
2: Yeah, well, I see him I see him as um, kind of like in the same situation as Hoffman. Right? What what kind of player what you though. know what but what kind of player are we going to get from this guy? Or what or what kind of right, day in day out when he if and when he's in the lineup what are we gonna get from him?
1: The the only thing I I, think, I, I will say about Dadnov, he's playing for a contract, so
2: I don't. That's see what I was him... gonna say. Yes, yeah.
1: Huffman's not playing for a contract this year. He is. Yeah. Um, I'm just I hoping mean, that
2: when when it starts to matter, it's doing a little bit more. Because so far, I haven't really liked what I've what I've saw from him.
0: No, he was he was pretty choppy in that game, and uh, I agree. At the start of the game, Gallagher didn't look all that great, but he really brought it on near the end. He he started to do what he normally does. And I think maybe up front, uh, Caulfield's probably the best one out of all the forwards. Yeah. Because he was all over the ice. He was forechecking. He was backchecking. He was paychecking. He was everywhere.
1: Uh, I, I thought this was Heinemann's worst game. The preseason, and I don't think he played a bad game. I just don't
0: think he played as well as he did against New Jersey. um well, the fact that he wasn't that good, comparatively speaking, but was still not bad, yeah. says that yeah. you know he's not far off for yeah. making. They're
2: it. They're also thinking they're also looking pretty high on this guy, given the fact yeah. that he was playing. He an
0: NHL shot. I'll yeah. give you that.
2: Yeah, and with who he was playing with as well, mm-hmm. they easily could have just done the old thing and just say, well let's throw Alex ill on that line or something like that. But they're, they're giving these guys an opportunity and I, and I like that they did that. He like the guy played over 18 and a half minutes. Yeah.
0: Well, against Toronto Heinemann, uh had the best possession stats out of the entire team, which I, I, I know it's a low bar, but he was close to like 75, 80%. Right xgf you know the whole nine yards so um in this game yeah he he wasn't quite to that level but he didn't look out of place either so
2: it's going to be really interesting when they start like we've seen some of the cuts already start to happen but it's going to be really interesting to see some of these line combinations are going to put together and maybe when some of these people get healthy who, who who's going to go with who Who's Monaghan going to play with? Who's Wang going to play with? Yeah. Who's Anderson going to play with? Etc. And, and and how are they going to develop these guys? And who are going to be some of the guys that are going to be around in the last couple games of of uh, the preseason to see who's going to get these real shots?
0: And when Edmondson comes back, which one of the defensemen are they going to send back to uh, to uh, Laval? Right. Uh, is Gooley going to stay or is Harris going to stay? Yeah. I, I I think Gooley's a little bit ahead of Harris on uh earning the opening on the left side and Harris probably taking over for Edmondson while he's out hurt. But things can change.
2: Yeah, I'd probably so, put I'd probably put Harrison over Barron right now on the right side.
0: Um I don't know. I don't know. I think Barron, while he's been pedestrian in this camp, he's he's kind of approached it more as a veteran would. You see how his play has progressed over the camp. Yeah, he he does. He doesn't have that fire lit under him, but he's improving. So
2: he is, but I feel t- that I feel that he's one of the guys that needs to be playing to earn his spot, just like everybody else.
0: Or was he? He, he might. He might spot's have the, there.
2: Well, that's exactly it, right? He might have the leg up on other guys positionally within the system, but so far. If, if I'm putting a team together, I'd be putting Harrison on the right-hand side before I put him in. I, like just, just the way that it's sitting right now.
1: Personally, I'm not impressed with Harris or Barron in this preseason. Like, I don't think either one of them are playing totally terrible, but I don't think either one of them are playing strong enough to make the team.
0: Yeah, neither one really stepped me. up and said, this is my job. Right. I'm forcing you to give it like, to me. Like, right. Hooli and Jack,
1: I, I think even Trudeau tonight played better than... Uh, yeah, played sense. well. Yeah, he played well. Like I wouldn't say he's better than Harris or 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 Baron, but he played well. But Jack, Guy and Gooley are stepping up. I mean, I may I'm biased to Eye, I'll admit to that. But I think they stepped up, and I think they're right now the top two candidates to make the team, right yeah. or left. Yeah, personally. Yeah, and then you got to think, uh, I think
2: you still think, got Ma- you still got Madison okay. Bowie as well. Eventually, that's going to be trying to come back from
1: injury. Yeah, uh, I think Mattias is on his way south. I think he's moving in the other direction, and I think it all has to do with his defensive play in his own zone.
2: Yeah, you saw um, that tonight. Like they, they were anytime they were attacking, they were going to his side.
1: Yeah, because he's weak. He he he. But that was always an issue with his game, even in the SHL. He didn't close in quick enough. He wasn't strong enough on the body. He wasn't. Yeah. And one of the goals tonight, the first goal of the night, he wasn't strong enough on the body, and the guy yeah. just ended up. Um now offensively. He's, very, he gifted. Well. he's very, very gifted. He's
2: very gifted off to the uh, He's gonna
1: make he's he reminds me of an Eric Gustafson. Great on the power play, great in his own zone. Let's hope the puck doesn't go in the other zone while he's on the ice. Right. Which is sad because you're a defenseman. Um right. I I kind of agree. I think Barron kind of has a spot because he's a right handed defenseman and they only have two. So he's uh, also
0: a little bit bigger, he's got a little bit more physicality to his game. Yeah.
1: So I do kind of agree that there may be a little, yeah, but still I I also agree with you, Matt. So what if they told him you have the spot? That doesn't mean you sit back and go, all right, I already got my spot. Right. I'm just going to. You still can't
2: can't coast. Yeah. You still can't coast because the other guy that you're playing with, your, your partner, he might be a guy that's trying to get a job.
1: But again, we're arguing an issue or debating an issue. That's actually a good issue. So what we're debating is, which one of our veterans do we get rid of so we can play one of these young guys? That's what we're debating.
0: You
3: know
0: what? No, you're wrong. We need to fire everyone, blow it all up, and start again because we haven't won a Stanley Cup after winning the draft lottery in July. We should have won (laughs) Um... a cup by now. Ottawa's won uh, – Ottawa. Toronto's won three Stanley Cups in the last month and a half.
1: (laughs) Uh, Actually, someone on Twitter was saying – they're gonna they think they're going to put norlander in a deal to get a top four defenseman i don't think montreal is going to go get a top four defenseman because i think within the next two years they already got two at least two top four defensemen and uh maybe three so why would they try to go out and get another do do you just causing a more of a log jam maybe on the right side sure but uh Barron could develop into a top four defenseman. Because, I mean, we're we're talking top four. Gooley's probably top two. Uh, Harris, Barron are probably top four. Struble could be a top four. Um, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. I like Jack Eye, but I'm not gonna come out and say he's a bonafide top four defenseman. No, he's have,
0: a he's a bottom pairing
1: guy. You have Logan Mayu who could be a top four, maybe a top two pairing defenseman. Maybe if I have to he's... see him play more than twenty five games so he's ever uh, not hurt if he's yeah (laughs) um so no i don't think they need to rush out and get a top four if they want to win now yes go out rush out and get your top four defensemen but
0: they're not in that they're not in that stage also there's the waiver wire the canadians pick first until november 1st so depending on what goes on the waiver wire maybe they don't need to make that trade yeah
1: like I said, they only need a fill-in. They only need a fill-in for a year or two, it's all, for for the year. It's all they need, unless they find
0: something surefire,
3: mm-hmm.
1: unless they pick up like another Rem Pitlick or Byron, only on defense, who turns or, out no. To be I mean, a...
0: But I mean, in the trade, like a like a oh, real yeah. top name. Well, yeah, but then you're giving up half the farm and a draft pick. See ya.
1: Yeah, I can see that if you're trying to make the playoffs and win a Stanley Cup. I don't see that when you're rebuilding because Carey Price is hurt.
0: Well, <laughs> depending on the cost, depending on what it costs you and who it is, then yeah.
1: Like, is Chikrin a right handed defenseman? It's no, he's left. Well, then, useless.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's made of glass. Useless.
1: Useless. If you're not a right handed defenseman, you're useless for the Canadian. But, uh...
0: All right. Um... So that's pretty much all. Uh, that's pretty much all that we had for tonight's episode. Matt, do you have any anything else you want to throw in?
2: Uh, there's a rumor out there that um, Montreal is bringing in Gordy Clark from the uh, former Rangers organization.
0: Former Rangers?
2: Our former. He was. We <laughs> used to be with the Rangers organization. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Oh, so I thought he was, you meant the
0: other Rangers
1: team that's not there no more.
2: No, no. No, he was <laughs> their uh he was their uh director of amateur scouting, director of player personnel, etc. cetera. Uh, it, it uh, I guess it was brought up on uh, the Run Novels podcast that uh that uh, he was gonna be coming in, and I guess that's what Gordon was saying. So if that's the case, you get a guy, Jesus, um uh, pretty sure he's in his late sixties, early seventies, uh been around the game for a long time different teams, et cetera, um, was part of the, part of the group that brought in guys like, um, you know, K right. Andre Miller, Braden Schneider, etc. So might be a good guy to have.
1: Does Adam Fox come with him?
2: I don't know about that, but, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's the, that's the rumor Newsless. right now The Canadians haven't <laughs> came out and said anything, but that's a rumor that's, uh, that's going out. He was their, uh, director of player personnel up until they. uh, 1920, 20, uh, 19, uh, 20 1920s. season, All right. 1920 season. Well, Jesus Christ. He, is, guy, he has been around right? guy, a while, right? The guy's been around for a while. Um, 1920 but, um, season.
0: That's wow. That's 102 been, years ago.
2: He, I'm going to assume he's going to come in more as a advisory role or maybe a scouting role or something, but it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's another one of those guys that, um, Gordon is, um, comfortable to be around so i, I like can the see fact i are bring in
0: all these extra so
2: i so i can see that being the being the fact, right? so
0: more more I to do follow. Like the course i do like the fact that they're bringing in all these extra all these extra people There's just more eyes watching these players how they're how they're scouting they're adding more staff there's no cap on staff hire as many people as you possibly can pay them all who cares right the point is to get stuff on the ice
1: I like the fact a lot of these players that people had the, why would they get that guy like Heinemann and Messer and these guys Owen Beck are turning people's heads and going, holy crap, this guy's going to be really good. Right. That's what I like. yeah You didn't get that with the old management. The old management, why the hell did he pick this guy? And then you're still wondering why the hell they picked that guy.
0: Yellow yeah. Um, yeah, Rose? Are we still going on about Della Rose? Is that <laughs> what's going on?
1: Not. Talking about other things.
0: Jeez. Mete, it's Mete.
1: I'm not. I'm not all halves. I don't talk about Della Rose. Okay, <laughs> like he's some kind hockey of hockey, like he's some kind of hockey god because he looked my way once and said I had nice hair.
0: <laughs> True. Uh, Jesus. Um,
1: thirty-two thoughts. Apparently, Toronto's going to make a big bid to get Connor McDavid into the Maple Leafs. So I thought, oh, I didn't know his contract was up soon. It's up in four years. <laughs> so, <laughs> But they're
0: already talking about Connor McDavid going to Toronto. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that in the same episode, they were talking a lot about the Arizona Coyotes preparing their cap space for Matthews in two years. Yeah,
2: they're going to give but, him like $20 million or something. But you know, you know now what I oh, find
0: yeah. interesting yeah. about
1: that is – They'll be ready to build their new arena. They'll have their new arena. Yeah. NHL has been trying to put Arizona on the map since they got to Arizona. Yeah. And it'll be just like Wayne Gretzky going from Edmonton to LA. If Matthews yeah. goes to Arizona, minus
0: minus the championship pedigree, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm no,
1: but I'm just saying, like it, yeah. the, it'll be that name, that highlight, that all star, that elite. I mean, let's not take anything away from Matthews. He's a yeah. elite hockey player. He's one of the best hockey players in the world. He's, and I'm telling you, he's going to go to Arizona. And he's a hometown kid. Hometown kid. All hometown people want to go back to Toronto. Why wouldn't a hometown kid want to go to Arizona?
0: It's a, it's a sword that cuts both ways. <laughs> but honestly, that, that's what Elliot Friedman mentioned, uh, that Arizona is planning to put that together. I can, like you said, they're going to have their new rink available around that time. What better way to sell tickets than to start coming out of the rebuild with a new rink and the local kid who scores 60 goals a year?
1: I would die
0: laughing if he wins
1: the Stanley Cup in Arizona.
0: (laughs) Well, if they don't win the Cup this year in Toronto, I think that's pretty much it for him. He's going to want out.
1: Well, Marner and him and a lot of them, they're done in the next couple of years. Are they not? Aren't their contracts two years.
0: over? Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. if they don't win a cup within the year, they're done anyway, regardless.
0: In this, and for me, that's something that the Canadians need to learn from. They need to see how, as, w- as well as Toronto did, winning the draft lottery, uh, drafting other players, uh, and, and putting together a really solid core, they have to learn how to manage their cap better because that was the downfall for this team thus far. So sign for me, Bears. my final... Th-
1: oh, I was going to say, sign a for $11 million instead of keeping on Nazem Khadri killed. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. Should have went to San Jose. Let them go to San Jose. Oh, well kind of glad he didn't pick up the phone for the Canadians.
1: I don't think we called. I'll be honest, I don't
0: think Montreal called. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Fact remains that he's there. They overspent on four guys, and uh this is basically their year to get it done, and if they watched Bergeron do what he did, maybe they learned a lesson. If not, it'll be good watching it. It'll be good TV on TSN, but for but at the end of the day for me, for the Canadians, I want to see what happens next week with this camp. They really need to pare this shit down. There's still about 65 people on the on the roster here for the training camp. That needs to get pared down to about 45.
1: I think there'll be more cuts tomorrow. Like you it's just kidney and law so. tonight. Yeah. So they're down to 66. Um yeah, I think there'll be more tomorrow. I, that's I, what, I, that's I, the thought. The the uh, the CHL camps are starting, I think, next week or the week after. So you're going to see like Owen Beck, and if Messar goes on Friday, you know he's going to the O H or, or the O H L. So uh, you'll see a lot of these guys get cut, which is a shame because Messar, Heinemann, and Beck—three guys who you think from their play should make the team—won't make the team. Which is and it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing that they don't make steam.
0: I agree. So um, that that pretty much that's pretty much it. I want to thank everybody for checking in with us, tuning in, listening, interacting with us. Even the ones that uh, troll Treg every now and then. I mean, we encourage that. Um,
1: I get trolled. did know I got trolled.
0: Every now and then. I've been Sometimes have been lately. Hey, it, maybe it's Matt with some uh burner accounts.
1: Maybe. He has been hitting the gym, so
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, he,
2: he, you're NB, you're NB fan
0: 69. <laughs> <laughs> how did you know? Um, how did you know it was <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> <him>, Um yeah. <laughs> so for for our listeners, we're gonna be going back to our two shows a week we want to make sure that we uh we get everything that happened through the week on the show so you can hear us rattling on with our inane thoughts and then you can mock us later so again thank you for interacting thank you for listening and remember if you're talking about it so are we